get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for Curbside. He shoots. They score. With the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. They score. by Randall's, St. Louis's number one liquor store. Visit shoprandalls.com. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Right now, we're happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by the voice of the Blues. You heard him on the call last night for Blues versus Maple Leafs. The Blues end up losing that one in overtime, but do get a point just as they did in Vegas the game before. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. What was your biggest takeaway from, I really think that you can kind of put the last two games into this same category, getting the point, not being able to get to. Oh, Brandon, I think I think the takeaway that I, I've really gotten over over these last few games is this is a this is a good St. Louis Blues team. I'm not sure they're a really good St. Louis Blues team until they continue or, or, or quit making puck mistakes. You know, and it's I mean it's your top end players. Vladimir Tarasenko stopped skating with the puck. Maybe he was trying to draw Nylander in and then flip it past him. But those are just those are just mistakes that are costing this team far too many times, and they're way too good of a player to continue to keep making those mistakes. Uh, I think the coaching staff has them prepared. I think the coaching staff has the game plan that's in place, and it's just. And, and I was in the locker room just about an hour or so ago. You're hearing the same things. I mean, so at some point the talk has to come become reality. So I think that the Blues have shown they can play with Vegas. They can play with Toronto. They've shown they can play with Colorado. They've shown that they can play a style of play to make them successful, be in games, and have a chance to win them. But until they they mentally decide that we are going to play that harder style and and, and just make smarter plays with the puck, they're going to be an up-and-down team, and that's maybe the personality of this group. And the hard part, too, Curves, is kind of what you and Joe were talking about on postgame last night, that, look, you're, you've given up five goals in the last three games. And on top of that, you say, well, this isn't a goaltending thing. It's more about the play in front of the net, allowing these backdoor chances. It's just so surprising because we've seen the we've seen the Jekyll and Hyde of that, Curves, where they've been able to eliminate guys like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but then also the backdoor tap-ins like you saw last night to Callie Yarncroke. Well, Craig Berube touched on this when he just talked to, to the media, you know, about a half hour or so ago. When, when he when he talked about the fact that this, like, on that on that fight on the the shorthanded goal, take a look at that one for a second. On the shorthanded goal, somehow you end up with a three on one against, and you're on the power play. That's hard to do. 
Colton Pareko got back. He actually did a terrific job breaking that up, right? Some fans are going to jump all over Pareko because his back is turned. The puck goes in. The forwards came back, and nobody picked up a guy. Like, they're actually in position, but they just stopped going after guys at that point in time. And, and to me, though, that, that's exactly what we're talking about. When we talk about defense, we're not talking about one player. We're not talking about a guy whose who's position title is defense. We're talking about an all-around team game. And it, it's that commitment. Look, there, there's been goals scored now in each of the last two games. Two of your strongest skaters on the team, and Jordan Cairo being one, Vladimir Tarasenko being another, are back-checking and trying to get back into play and don't go all the way into the play. And when that puck is scored, you see the back of both their jerseys right about the hash marks with the player in front of them tucking it in. And, again, those, those are – those are effort plays. Those are those are plays getting back. Now, look, sometimes that'll happen at the end of the shift and the leg isn't there. I get that stuff. but um, and, and this isn't hanging it on just those two guys. I'm just saying those those are examples of forwards coming back, helping the defense out, a commitment to a team defense. And Craig Ruby said today, look, I mean, the chances for, they're right around top 10 in the league. That's pretty good. And, and you're starting to see more goals go in. That's That's a very big positive. The, the chances against, he, he, he'd he like to see them cut down by two or three a game. That's it. He goes, we cut down some of those greedy chances, two or three a game. That's going to be a big difference. To do that, it's going to be a, a commitment of, of, of everybody. And, you know, the part of the challenge, guys, is when you've trans, transformed yourself into a bit of a rush team, and, then, and Edmonton has dealt with this, Toronto's dealt with this, Buffalo, New Jersey, all these teams with young kids that want to want to kind of play more of that transition game, it, it comes with risk, and that risk is normally numbered rushes going back the other way. And unfortunately, the Blues are just still giving up too many of those. Talking to Chris Kerber for another few minutes here on 101 ESPN. You hear him on the call right here on 101 ESPN tomorrow night for Blues versus Blackhawks. Pre-game with Alex starts at 6. We'll have the puck drop starting at 7 o'clock. Kerb's uh, continuing this kind of big picture talk about what, what this team is and where they're headed, the trajectory of it all. I kind of looked, I I like using history as a guide, right? And I know every individual season is different and there's contracts that make things different. There's the context of the Western conference that makes things different. But like you look at what the blues have been in recent seasons, when they've decided to add at the trade deadline, 2019, they had a little bit, but mostly they stand pat 2020. They had Scandella last year. You had Nick Letty. When you, when you ended up making those moves for this team to get to a similar points percentage, they would have to win something like 20 of their next 26 games prior to the deadline to get there. When you hear something like that, does it, does it tell you that maybe army already has a pretty good idea of what they're going to have to do at the deadline, barring something unforeseen? Yeah. You know, to me, the historical thing that I look at Brandon and those, those are good numbers that, that, that put this next thing into perspective. I look at the history of how does a general manager tend to react. And when you have uh, as long as uh, running a general manager as the St. Louis Blues have, you know, you, you, you know the characteristics of it. So, you know, I have to think right now that Doug Armstrong is preparing those, you know, thoughts almost like he did the year that he traded Paul Stastny. That I just don't like the vibe of this team, you know, in terms of the way that's going. Now, there's added pressures this time around of unrestricted, unrestricted free agents, a flat cap that may only go up a million dollars and some other challenges like that. But the, the bottom line is, yeah, I, I think he's definitely playing those scenarios through. I, I think 35 games in, you see the personality of this team. 
Uh, and you know, now again, the, the the real enigma of this group is uh, there's there's better hockey in them, and they can play better hockey. It's just is there accountability in the room amongst themselves, you know, to to really make that happen. You know, you can't you just can't turn the puck over trying to float a backhand pass at the blue line on the power play. The, I know you're trying to make a play, but it's just you, you've just got to make more predictable certain plays. And I, I think Army sees that. So his history, and the one thing you can bank on, is he's not shy to make the move, you know, if, if the team just – he's very accepting of the fact that, look, we put a team together. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be gelling the way we thought it would, and he will make adjustments to it. So that's the one part of history you can bank on. Uh, you're right. They, they have to play at a, quite a clip to get there. Now, interestingly enough, I looked this up yesterday. You look at the first 35 games – of the year that Craig Berube has coached. And that includes when he took over for Mike Yo. One year, uh, the, the 1920 season after winning the cup, they went on an absolute tear. We're like 20 and eight and something uh, it, in that, those first 35 games. But in three of the five years, they've been at 500 or right about two or three games over 500. So part of what I've also tend to see is you see a, a coach and a coaching staff that really builds over the course of a season here but they put themselves up against the wall no matter what to try and keep pace. Now, having said all that, sounds like it, it, it's all doom and gloom with, with with all the answers we've just had. Not necessarily the case. You look at it right now, and you're sitting just five points out of the number one wild card, and you're only seven points out of the number three spot in the division with all four head-to-head games with the team holding that spot still ahead of you, two of them coming up over the next week. So there, there's a lot of room here to, to make some hay.